Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. My name is Thomas, and welcome to another episode of the broadcast. He did it again, you guys. He blew your eardrums with his microphone. That was faint. I can't hear it in my right ear now. So yeah, you have sensitive old woman ears. How dare you bring that up again? How dare you? Those glasses look like a grandma tonight too. Well, I did buy them in the women's section, uh, but I was looking for something a little bit petite. Fantastic. How are you going, Al? Look at you. You all right? A bit tired. Been a busy week, bro. Been very busy. Um, I think you have to do a proper introduction, aren't you? Or are you just going to just pretend like we'll just move along with the show as he takes a drink? No, guys, this is the broadcast. This is episode number 70. What did I say? Was it 76? I think I said. We've done so many episodes this year, guys. I don't think I've lost you that far. You didn't even get that far into it until going, he just blew up my headphones, guys. But it did, though. It hurt my actual drum. I felt like a little, oh, I don't know. I that was I nearly fainted. That's what I'm saying. I nearly fainted. Yep. Can I continue talking? Please do. I think it's episode 76, guys, and we're once again back. I'm in my house and Alan's in his house because of the bloody COVID now. Bloody COVID, mate. What about it? It's not down here in Melbourne anymore. Yeah, but it's still everywhere. You know, I'm still going to wear my mask and everything. Yeah. I want it gone. I want back to, I want you next to me right here. I've got my my SingStar mic. I want you back next to me. I'm pretty happy where I am right here, bro. Well, even if COVID. He's not coming over, guys. So. Pretty much, mate. Caught an eye of your drink there. We got some vodka. <laughs> no, no, not drinking tonight. Got the uh, old lemon lime bitters for the throat. Oh, the old Bundaberg one, I think, too. Because I think the Bundaberg ginger beer has little ginger pieces in there. Little ones, little floaty bits. No, it doesn't. It does. It has little floaty bits in there because it's natural ginger. No, it doesn't. Not, well, not the one I have. <laughs> Whatever I'm drinking. Your sounds like it's 
you get floaters in your drinks. I'm worried about you. You're like, mm, that's called the prize. It's like that. What is it? That video I had in our uh, in our WhatsApp chat a few weeks ago of my almond milk cappuccino, and you just saw the milk like bubbling in the cup, and I'm like, is the milk meant to do that? And it's it is because that's the almonds themselves just saying thank you for choosing us, and they're floating up on the cup. I think I saw that. I don't think well, I saw that. In you the know chat. what? I'm going to send well, it to you tonight, and you can have a look at your own pleasure. Now I'm all right. No, so I do love my almond milk, Al. It's, I have almond milk at home, and I'll have fresh uh, – or maybe I'll have some skim when I'm out. But, um, yes, I'm an almond milk connoisseur. I also have gone into pea milk and also bran, and I've even tried the rice milk, which is quite different for uh, people out there who want to try something a little bit different. Using old jokes, are we? No, but I do. I, I love this type of stuff. Very good. You should be very proud. Are you proud? There's, says the guy over there who has the 47 products in one body wash, shampoo, conditioner, car wash, toothpaste, and just has full cream, cappuccino. That's it. Sometimes I even have milk with my coffee, so, you know. Ooh, Alan doesn't want to sleep, I take it. I'll just pretty much shotgun a, um, a monster or a V. I could do that, but, oh, yeah, I better not do that. Or you could have yourself a rogue energy L if you wanted to as well. Oh, yes. So, guys, this is episode number 76 of the broadcast, and we are back for our 52nd wrestling companion for the month of the end of November. Thank you guys who uh, downloaded our last show. So we actually covered uh, SmackDown, I think it was 217 from 2001, which was the final SmackDown on the eve of Survivor Series 2001. Really dig that show, L. Good show, and also the following Survivor Series was a big, big show. Mm. Very good. So we had some nice steady downloads on Podbean, and we've actually officially, guys, we're on Spotify. A total of six. What, did Str- you download it? Did you download it? No. You didn't download it? I listened to a little bit of it, but yeah. then I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Things haven't been the same since the TNA episode, the Hey Al, Let's Get Drunk episode. Why? What's happened? Uh, you go back and you listen to that, which people should do, guys. If you ever get a chance, go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. But that TNA episode, ooh, your boy here, he's a stinker. But when you say things haven't been right since then, what do you mean? What's happened, though? What's not right about it all? Yeah, you listen to yourself when you get drunk on there and you go, hmm, that won't be happening again. No, I thought you were running down yourself more now, saying that since that time, you happen to enjoy doing it. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm vastly enjoying this all the time. All right. Do you and, want to kick into this show? Or do you want to have a bit of game talk or something while we're chilling? Because this is a, it's well, not a long show. It's only an hour and 10 seconds. Well, that's what, what we should do. We should, yeah. we should have a bit, of, a bit of a yarn. We haven't seen each other in a while. We were meant to record uh, a few weeks ago. A bit of story time with the broadcast here. Uh, your boy, Alan here, I, um, a couple of weeks ago, got really, really sick. Like, from pretty much from the Friday night to about maybe a whole week of it, but maybe mm. just recovering slowly. Um, but the first three days were terrible. So that's my whole weekend gone. And it was the first time in a while that I had the weekend off. Sometimes I, I, I do six six days of work and this is the first time in a while where I've actually said no I'm going to take a week off 
and it came up to that time and it hit me like I've been hit by a truck, then a bus, and then a steamroller. It was oh. pretty disgusting. And it was just during that time where COVID down here in Melbourne, Australia, was getting on the steady. Like we haven't had any cases in what in nearly oh a month and a bit. Yeah, I think we're up to twenty nine today or so. So it scared the absolute shit out of me because mm. thinking I went, if I got the COVID, mm. so you know I would be up in the middle of the night, I would crash early because <laughs> just yeah. the thing, you're that one guy in Victoria. That's you. Just, it was you. <laughs> They'll give us some good promotion for TVK. Probably not for the right reason, but <laughs> they put me up on a uh, bloody uh, what's it called a cross with mm. a T, and I would still be wearing my TBK. Uh, inspired shirts on me. <laughs> it's, it's all your me. fault. It's all your fault. And you're th- people throwing tomatoes at me up on this cross or one of those little guillotine things, you know, when you get your head mm. stuck with your arms through and then, you know, people throwing toilet paper and picking it back up and throwing it again. That was the scariest bit because mm. I thought, shit, I hope I don't have it. Then I looked up the Simpsons online and went, no, 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 it just looks like I've had something bad. I've eaten something bad. Something's returning on me. Mm. And I'm not talking from the top end. I'm talking everything from the back end. So whatever this was, it made me lose a lot. Of, it helped me lose a lot of weight. But the real problem was, I think I said on the last episode, I'm, I'm feeling good, Tom. I'm feeling really great. Just you know, had a really good morning. Came home, took a really good shit. That was the problem. For about a couple of days, your boy right here could not have the luxury of life and not do that. So I got really worried. I'm like, what the heck is going on with me? What was this? And I just couldn't eat anything. I, the only things I was drinking were like the Powerade drinks, electrolytes, all those mm. jazz, even what the football is having. So I'm like drinking it. I'm a football man. Kick the ball to me, son. They're really cheap, though. Those big, massive staminades are like, you want a leader? Two bucks. Because Jack always sees them all the time, and I'm like, I'd rather you not have it because you're not really, you don't need it. It's like it's a, you know, what did you say, a sport refreshment drink. You know, you're not, you can't just be sitting there drinking it. It's full of sugar as well. So, yeah. Well, yeah, and I was having that, and then, well, God bless my missus. You know, she's a good mm. one. She, I would be wake up in the middle of the night. I, I, I'm just talking in my sleep, and then the sweats. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was my body rejecting whatever it was inside mm. me. So this, soon the mattress and the sheet and the protective sheet that would go on the bed became a pool. Jesus, mate. Sweating. <laughs> and I'm a big dude myself, as mm. people know. Just sweating and waking up and just my hair. Mm. Just, I was just flicking it back and just watching this stream of sweat on my pillow, on my blanket. Everything was disgusting. And I go take a shower. And then go, I'll just lay back on top of the blanket in hoping just to sleep for a couple of hours. Wake up drenched again in sweat, oh. just in a pool. And my missus was just like, no, nah, that's okay. That's okay. Let's strip the bed, throws it in the wash. Um, yeah, it was. It sucked too because it, it, just as the, um, the new Call of Duty game came out, Black Ops, I um, was planning to play that quite a lot on the weekend. And I could not do it. It was not allowed. <laughs> I could just see you on the ground trying to load it up. I can't bloody do oh, it. I can't push the button. No, I couldn't even go near. I could not even get out of the bed. The only time I could go out of the bed was like, here there. Uh, oh, like, oh, Jesus. 
running to the bathroom, depositing, and then laying on the floor. And, like, this is so cold in here. It's so nice. But that's something I've actually noticed about you. Like, our entire life has always been something about your gut yeah. with your health. And I know, I remember when we were kids, like, I don't remember it a lot, but I do remember a few memories of your belly always being, and it could be, I don't know if it was dairy or some type of meat or a dish. I just always have vivid memories of you always getting a tummy bug very quickly. Yeah. But you, me, and Dad would just sweat it out. Like something about our genes says, oh, you're sick, are you? We're going to just pull all of it out. And like yeah. that's the thing about you and I. I think we, we get better very quickly. But yes. I've always recalled, like on this show, I think you've been sick a few times over the years, and it always seems to be gut. It's a gut-related oh. thing. Well, it was the best one I think we said was on the Mr. MMA podcast, your show, mm. your previous one. And we just talked about just me at a hospital. <laughs> you can laugh at that. You remember this story? Poor Alan. Um, God, he nearly died. I, I was at a hospital. That's the worst thing because I was helping out a, a family and I was helping out a client at the time who just went into hospital. So I thought, no, nah, I'll come in and spend some time with this client and his family. Mm. And I walk in just feel this turn in my stomach. Excuse me, I just need to use the toilet and just <laughs> everywhere. Hit to the windows, to the walls. Your boy <laughs> just went everywhere and this and I had to go up to the mum afterwards. Like, like I was cross eyed. Just <laughs> bit of corn on my face there going, Sorry, I think I might have to go and I go down to my car. And I get to my car and this is my old car I had and I just go again inside the car and I go to turn my car over. My car's died. So I had to call Dad. Dad had to this come and rescue terrible. me. Mm. Had to rescue me from the hospital to come pick me up. He said, no, you'll be fine. So I went to sleep in the back seat of my car with a baby seat there because my son was quite young at the time. So I slept on the on the, on the, on the baby chair and then Woke up and Dad's banging on the window. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know anymore, Dad. Wondering, you know, <laughs> talking shit. Who are you? Where am I? Oh, fight you, fight you, demons. Jump a cable with my car. Yeah. Start my car up. All right, drive home. To get to where I needed to go from home to where I was, probably a good twenty minutes. Took me two hours because I had to pull over. I had to pull over every couple of minutes and <laughs> yeah. But did you have breakfast the day, but like the night that day? Yeah, I had a big breakfast. I was going to say, like, we have to be empty. <laughs> it's like when I, we go think, how much is there? How much is there? There's nothing. It's all the biles, all the stomach, guts, and everything. That was the one thing about yeah. that happened to me, uh, a couple of weeks ago when it happened to me. I thought, I haven't got anything left. Oh, yes, you do. You've got plenty. <clears throat> You've got plenty, fat boy. Plenty to go around. You, you thought wrong, did you, sir? You thought wrong. <laughs> Here comes the boil. The, the stomach inlining, ripping Here off. Here comes that turkey. <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that is. Came right up the <laughs> front, the back end. Disgusting. Oh, Alan. Mm. But you're here tonight, though, so you look better. On demand, I'm feeling a hell of a lot better. You look uh, quite um, thin in your face, I was going to say. from uh feel like yeah, I have, honestly. Yeah, you can see your cheekbones. Uh, I don't know if I'm sitting under the the lighting here, but I don't wish that upon anyone. It was just mm. a horrible, horrible experience. Hey, what's going on with you? Been good. Been flat out with work. You know, the the COVID working from home. I was having a chat to my manager the other day. Guys, guys, if guys, if you do know I me, mean, I work in, in government position, and 
as a government worker, I was recently informed it's looking like February, March. I won't be back at work at my desk. So thinking about that, the last time I sat at my desk and did work was February 27th last year, my birthday. Now, well, what are we now? Well, at November 28th today. And then my manager says, yes, as you know, our government staff workers, it's more the essential workers are now working at your office. You don't no longer have a desk that's been taken up by another colleague who needs to have it. So it's looking like, you know, February, March, which is crazy to think I'll be home for over, there'll be 13 months before I go back to work. Um, but with that said, though, we've discussed it on this show before. I do a lot of work on the weekends around the house. And now because I've been working from home, I'm like working around the house all day, like digging, fixing up pools. And I recently, oh, well, my wife calls me a handyman. Because I've been doing plumbing, I've been doing painting, I've been doing uh, building, been organising skip bins and chucking rubbish out. And it was bad today though. I was. <laughs> I had a. We were cutting down an old fence, and I had some metal wiring that was running across. So I had to snip the wiring and carry the the wood down. And as I threw it into the skip bin, the wiring was like a fish hook. So as I've thrown it. It's come up under the back of my shirt and lifted my shirt over my head as I've thrown it. So I've then fallen down onto the skip bin. <laughs> Still, I'm like <laughs> upside down, help me. And I saw a guy jogging just look and then keep running like this. And I'm like, help anyone. And no one could hear me because my kids are all upstairs. So I had to kind of get into the bin, find <laughs> the hook and then pull my shirt back down. Got it back and I'm just covered in like like what was it like almost that bin water that's at the bottom of the skip bin. And I'm like, yes, right, please. this is how I start my my Saturday. So but you know, those funny things. But it's good. We've got everything set up there and we've got a couple of uh, my wife's friends coming around that Alan gets along with really well. So we might get some cards. Uh was it is it cards against humanity, is that what it's called? Oh, we're planning to do that. Oh. We are we we get the cowboys out. Oh yes. I love them. I know you do. Well, you do. People want to probably know you know, Cowboys. What, do you mean like Dallas Cowboys? No, no, no. We're talking about the uh, sea-sucking Cowboys. Yeah, they're the is it the is it a mud shake or something like that? Isn't it? It's the Cruiser Mud Shake, which is like yeah. a vodka chocolate mix, like a vodka Cruiser bottle. Mm-hmm. And was it last year when I was at Dan, I was at Dan Murphy's where I took that selfie and said, "Oh, Alan, how many do you want of these, brother? For Christmas, how many do you want?" And he didn't yeah, write back. He looked at it. He didn't even write back. I'm like, damn it. No. Okay. Because <laughs> you, you, that's what he wanted. That's what he wants, guys. He wants to get a rice and say, hmm, look, I'm getting, I'm saying something. And you're like, no. Okay. Alan, come on, Alan. I know you've seen it. It says you've seen it. It's got the two double ticks on the WhatsApp. I know you've read it. A lot of things have happened in the, in, um, the world of games, of video games lately. Yep. So once you play that intro, Who wants to go first, Dill? Well, I think it's mainly you should be you because I think I talked about getting Black Ops 4, which I must say is a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just recently, I've noticed that uh, playing online because there's more people are playing uh, Advanced Warfare or Warzone a lot more with the other COD. Um, more people are playing that, so they've decided to do 2X, you know, 2XP uh, weekends. When yep. it comes around, it's like, um, come and play the game so you can go to a higher level. Come on, come and join, come and join. <laughs> um, but something else has also happened a couple of weeks ago around the world. 
with all new consoles coming out. That's and right. you're one of those new people. That, yeah. I mean, there's you, and I've got a, we've got another friend who's also got one too, and then I've, I also have some work colleagues who've just recently got some as well too. So what's it like? Well, guys, on the November 12th, I picked up the PlayStation 5. I pre-ordered it, I think, back in, might have been about July, August. Um, so my son, my oldest son and I went halves into that. And I must say, first impressions, it's so fast. The cool. load times are so quick. So let's say you turn the console on, you know, within the space of six seconds, you're on the main menu ready to go. When you click a game, for example, because I've got a ton of PlayStation 4 digital games, well, I've also got Spider-Man, the newest one on PlayStation 5. Let's say on the home menu, you click the Spider-Man game. Within 25 seconds, you're already web-slinging. Like, the load time is straight into the game. Like, it's very quick. Um, the controls are a lot different. So I've got the white new vibration control. It only works on PlayStation 5 games. But if you do have PlayStation 4 games, you still get a bit of vibration. But you don't get what it's built for on the 5 console. So probably the great thing I love is that I, there were so many games I had on digital download on the 4 that kept crashing on me. We've talked on the show about it. I've had games like Doom. I've had Wolfenstein. Every time I'll get to a certain point in the game, it'll crash. So you re-download it, put it back, crash again. The moment I loaded up the PlayStation 5, downloaded that, have had no issues, no bugs on any game I own. Doom, I get to play now. I love this game. Like I've, Every night I play that. And I think it's not even a five game, but it's so clear on a five. It's almost like a film. Um, probably the cool thing is, too, being a PlayStation Plus member, I think we got 20 free games when we actually loaded it up. So it was like going from a four to a five. We got given Days Gone. I think it was, what, GTA Five, Mortal Kombat X. Um, I think it was Crash Bandicoot, like a ton of all these games. So it's the whole family can play. So I can play Doom and Wolfenstein. The kids can play Crash. They can play Need for Speed. But I've really enjoyed the Spider-Man Miles Morales game. Really good. Probably the only criticism, it's a bit quick. It's it's not a full game, I would say, compared to Marvel's Spider-Man, which had a lot of depth. It had the expansions of Part 1, 2, and 3. I think they will do expansions, but I don't think we'll see anything until probably at least February, March, maybe April. Um, but I'm already at like nearly 80% of the game, and I've only had it for, what, three weeks. Um, very good, though. Great costumes. Uh, it is a great-looking console. Um, but have Xbox, I know people have been raving about the Xbox. Some people have seen some negative stuff about it, but I've always think if you want a good game, you know, visually, that's an Xbox. I find with PlayStation, it's a bit more open-ended. You've got more graphics improvements to it. Um, but the crazy thing, too, is, like, you can get your Apple TV now on the PlayStation. Like, you would think Apple would have their own, you know, Apple TV here, PlayStation here. It's actually yep. together. Oh, so cool. I can log into my Netflix, my stand, my Prime, uh, my Binge, Apple TV, to swap across, bang, loads up, high definition, 4K imagery. But one thing that blew my mind, and we talked about this a few months ago about MK11, Mortal Kombat, that I've got. So I thought, oh, yep, I'll put Mortal Kombat in and check it out on PlayStation on the 5. So I put the disc in for the 4 version, and it says PlayStation 5 free upgrade. And I'm like, what? And I click it, and it says, because you own this already, you get a free upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version of the game digitally with improved graphics, 
downloadable content, you know, Robocop, Shiva, Fusion, all these downloadable costumes. And I'm like, what? But the only downfall about that is so many gigabytes. Of course. So, like, to download the game, it's like 80 gigs. But then you've also got to do like another 40. So that's like 120 gigabytes one game. One game. Yeah. So, but when you load up the PlayStation 5, you only have like 800 gigs to go with. That's right. Already now, we're only like less than 100. I've said to Matt, maybe we need to kind of not stop downloading and kind of like say, well, we're going to play these main three. Do you know if there's a certain, like I know uh, with my PlayStation 4, I've got, uh, there's a certain hard drive that you can get from mainly most game stores or, you know, sort of computer places you can get. Is there there one compatible, do you know of, PlayStation Um, 5? I had a YD one for my PlayStation 4 that I got from JCAR. I think it is the same looking hard drive. I saw an actual breakdown on YouTube of a person taking it apart and showing you what it looks like. So I think it would be the same. I know mm-hmm. people are looking at buying extended hard drives to do that, also backing up to the cloud. But yes. I think for me, it's a matter of going, well, right now, my highest game is Doom. I think it's crazy. Doom's a PlayStation 4 game, but it's the highest amount of gigs on my console. It's like, I think it's like 89 gigs. But then you think Miles Morales is only 30, and that's a PlayStation 5 game. So it's like you would think the one with the higher res would be bigger, but it's actually my 4 version that's the highest. But it's like what you just said there about the Spider-Man game. Mm. It's quicker. Yeah. So it's pretty much what you look at it is. It sounds terrible, but it's pretty much a downloadable content mm. you get for, for Spider-Man. Yeah. It, it seems like it, it even could have been that could have come from that game. Like yeah. that could have been the part four expansion. Yeah. Um, but I you think take what down they're trying to, hit. yeah, I see. And that. then, and then you know you get something new because you know because um, at the end of that hammerhead um, storyline, Miles goes says to Peter, "Oh yeah, meet me at a certain place. We've got some training mm-hmm. to do." And that's how it ends. But um, again, that's yeah, how it's it set. It's set. I think it's like a year and a half later, and it does feel like okay, this could have just been an add-on to that. It does feel like a standalone game, but there's just doesn't seem like there's enough to really keep you involved. Like, if you went into Miles not playing the Spider-Man game, you'd be like, wow, this looks great. But having spent hours in Spider-Man, now on this, it's like, oh, it's the same controls, it's the same city. Nothing really seems that different. Like, you think, I compare, like, GTA, for example. Probably different, but GTA, every game is different. So if you play Vice City and then San Andreas and then 4 and then 5, they're so different. Where this just kind of seems like, an, you know, an updated expansion that, you know, okay, yes, I'm happy to pay 70 bucks for it. But then there was that deal if you spend an extra 25 bucks, you get the Spider-Man game remastered, which is meant to have the Tom Holland-looking effects. The gameplay's a little bit different. So we decided not to do that because we already own the PlayStation 4 version. Um, but yeah, overall, love the console. You know, happy to upgrade into it. Uh, we still use the four. We still have that set up. I even still have the three because I've actually been going back and playing GTA Four because um, nice. I went to Cashies the other day and spent two dollars on GTA Four, and I thought I actually never finished this game. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go old school, two bucks GTA Four and play it on the PlayStation Three, and it's still great. Like even to this no day, cheats. yeah, no cheats, no. No chance, good. No. Nope. Oh. You're a great game, though. 
Excellent. Good to have a bit of game talk there, boys and girls, isn't it? Have you got anything else to talk about games? Any other games you've been playing? No. No, every time I turn on my PlayStation, it sounds like a um, 740 jet taking about to take off. You're waiting for you kind of get cringy and like shit that I say it. I, hope I, say I do. Oh, no, I don't have to worry about any of that. It's just the sound of it. Like, yeah. I can go my our my partner's office is set up to near our room. Mm. And in the office is where we've got the PlayStation, of course. So we turn the, you can actually turn it on. And it's it's always with the new games, especially yeah. with the new COD games. If I've got the new COD games in there, I go in the other room. You can actually feel the wall shaking from near the office. <laughs> So, and talking uh, about COD really quickly, there are actually two of the free games as well in that PlayStation collection. The first one is uh, Modern Warfare 2, which nice. I actually never really finished. I played it years ago, but never actually yep. finished it all. I think that's about 68 gigs to download, full game ready to start. And then there's also a Black Ops 3 Zombies Edition, which I also never played. That's also downloadable. So there's other, you know, they've got, I think they've got Battlefield as well on there. So there's a wealth of games on there. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think they're there permanently. So if I get bored and want to download Days Gone and go do some free roam zombies, I can go and do that. So my one, Some of my favourite thing is, too, is jumping online. Mm. And just before I, I go to play whatever game I'm playing, I'll look up at my friends list and I'll go, because it tells you mm. what type of console you're playing on. And, you know, there's you'll be on there and there's PlayStation 5, friend of the show, Julian, PlayStation 5. Josh from work, PlayStation 5, Matt from work, and there's all these other people I know, and it's like PlayStation 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, and there's my loser ass. Four. Hello. <laughs> when, you, when, when you finally get it, though, you'll be like, man, I had to go through all that pain just to get it. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm quite happy with it going and what's going on. I did have a chat with our brother, Brother Nathan, the other week. Actually, it was actually first it was Mum. Then it was Nathan. Mum goes to me, oh, the PlayStation 5's out. I go, yeah, ma. Oh, here um, we go. <laughs> where can you get them? I said, what do you mean, where can you get them? She goes, well, your brother's really interested in getting one. Uh, do you think you can help him out? I said, ma, it's sold out worldwide. Mm. You know, mm. one of the, it was like, not even 48 hours. It was just like, maybe... 12 hours and down here in the Oz, they were gone. Oh, okay. Uh, well, do you think when they're back? And I went, I think they're probably going to do a re release maybe after Christmas, maybe in the new year. Because there so, was actually three sets. Like there was the pre order one that I did. Even the pre order was to like people were logging onto eBay game, JB Hi Fi, and it just crashed on them. We were lucky. Yep. Like I jumped on like 6 a.m. really early and did it all. Then there was the issue where I remember when they were released on the 12th, I called JB Hi-Fi and said, you know, I've ordered a console. I haven't received a confirmation text. You know, would, I, would that be coming today? And he said, oh, sorry, mate, just letting you know, literally, when the trucks just rocked up, we just had 400 PlayStation 5s delivered. So he said, yours is probably one of them in there. We're just going through and you'll get a text. But there, is, but there is a riot and there are people coming with torches. 400, shit. Trucks knocking them off the road. <laughs> pushing the oh, trucks over. God. Be... And then there was the newest one where there's the people are trying to get it the pre-Christmas 
and like Jack was it? I think Big W's website crashed, Target's website crashed, and it's looking like yeah, I think you were saying it around probably February, March. There'll be another big thing. So, oh, poor, I, Nathan, I, poor Nathan. Oh yeah, it just made me laugh. Just like mum thinking immediately, go, you know the scoop. What can you, you could, do? You I'm could like, just walk into EV Games. One of those, thank you. <laughs> it, 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 it says empty box on that, sir. Where it says we're sold out. Uh huh. One, please. You, know, <sighs> you need to listen to me. It says sold out. Did you, you pre-order? Um, there you go. No, I just take the, in. You just take the the staple off it. You know the little label thing that says sold out. And you go. You got an empty box. Fill it. I know you guys are playing one in the back there. <laughs> Fill this shit up. I'm uh, not leaving until I get one. Where's my elephant? They just take a PlayStation two and a three, push it together. He's a five. No, they get you one of those George Foreman grills, combine them together, and they go, look, it's a PlayStation oh, five. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's a crazy time, but again, it's, it's that COVID world because so many people, with all those deliveries, it's like, how are you going to pass the time? They're just going to game up and. Usually this time of year, you start to know, like, what's the craze this year? What's the craze for Christmas? And it's definitely looking like consoles. Like, sometimes but it's like three new TVs. And, hey? It's already hit. You know, that Christmas craziness sale now yeah. happened a month ago, didn't mm. it? Or saw this a couple of weeks ago mm. because everyone got the consoles. But that's the funny thing. Like, what is the Christmas craze now, though? Like, usually that's December is like this. Yeah. What is it now? Like, I think they're going, I've got everything kind of bought for our family. Like, yeah. kind of what else is there that we need? We don't need a TV. We don't need consoles. We don't need phones. We don't need iPads. So you want a card? Give card or? I think that was pretty much yeah. it. I think this year we'll be alone because of the whole thing with COVID. Um, just be gift cards and shit. Yeah. It'll be, do you like go fishing? Here's a gift card. Do you like JB Hi-Fi? Here's a gift card. Do you like cotton on? Do you? Yep. Go buy me a card. Yeah, we was about to say that he's going to get his cardigan. I was actually wearing my cardi the other day. I should have taken a selfie. I was out by the pool, sitting there with my cardigan. Nice, cool breeze. Some, we're getting the summer breeze, guys, because those of you who are listening international, it's actually summertime, isn't it, Alan Aussie? We're getting bloody heat waves across here. And then but then next minute, the next day comes around, and it's, you know, 14 degrees and hail. You know what? Look at the window. <laughs> should I wear pants? No, I'm going to wear a hoodie with shorts, because either way, it's going to be hot or cold summer. Pretty much. It's yeah. uh, welcome to Melbourne. We're bipolar as hell. Yeah. You know? The weather down here is bipolar. That's what my wife says. What's the weather today? And I just go, I don't know. Because I don't know. Because it, it looks like it's probably about 15. Jackie, you can wear, you know, your school shorts. He comes home drenched wet because it rained that afternoon. But actually, exactly. Damn it. But now it's actually summertime, guys. So people there prepping for a Christmas in the in the snow in the States. We're prepping for our heat. And our potential fires, which I hope we don't get bad, because I know last year around this time we had fires burning all across different parts of Australia. I know Gippsland was heavily affected. I'm actually going up to Gippsland for Christmas. So, um, you know, we hope that none of that stuff comes up there. But, yeah, you know, COVID restrictions will be easing up a bit more and we're catching up Christmas time as well. And I think, you know, it'd be a great time to chill up with family. I haven't, you know, hugged Alan in a while. So, we're not allowed to. We've already discussed this. We've already discussed this. There's only four. There's only four people on life that are allowed to hug me. Okay. Okay. One is dad. Yeah. Two is mum. Three is my partner, and four is my son. Not you. You stay where you are. Oh. I will uppercut the shit out of your chin if you hug me at Christmas. 
I'll just, I was going to say I'd have to surprise you from behind. I probably should do that. <clears throat> All right, we've, we've done enough talking. It's time to, to to get into the crux of the show, guys. Let's actually talk about the show that you've actually wanted to listen to for the past 30 minutes, guys. And we are actually covering a WCW Saturday night. It's our first ever, Australia. The only thing that we really got was what delayed reruns of Nitro and I think maybe a Thunder here or there. Yep. Um, but this time we're actually going back to 1992. And today, guys, is November 28th. And this event that we're covering actually took place on November 28th. And I actually found this ooh, about three or four months ago on the network, just looking up, hey, they've got Saturday Night on there. What's a good show that we can cover? And yes. I found a pretty good classic album. Excellent. Um, I'm excited in this because we see a very young Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, a very young, uh, stunning Steve Austin, and one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, Arn Anderson. Uh, we have a Ron Simmons, our father. Well, he looks like our dad. He's on the show tonight. And Rick Rude without a mustache. That is correct. And it has Medusa as well in this episode. <laughs> Look at yep. her. Is she on the show? Is she? Cool. Uh, really? I mean, I like her. She's not my, she's not my girl. Who is your girl then? Charlotte? Yeah. Who's your yeah, classic I mean, then? Um, are we talking like how old school are we well, going? I was going to say you kind of used to dig Trish a bit, didn't you? Or Victoria? Yeah. Well, that's around late or mid early two thousands. I mean, not Victoria as much. Probably Trish. Yeah. Trish, I dig. She and was, if cool. was going to go nineties. I would say probably Sable or Terry. Uh, yeah. Sable. <laughs> Sable. So Sable, Trish, and Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I think if you can see that there, guys, there's a bit of a common thread there. If you can figure that out for yourself, well done. They're all blonde, for starters. <laughs> thanks, and, uh, thanks, wife, thanks, Tom, and, for staying, <laughs> thanks, Tom, for staying it obvious. And, and the forehead like, and If you think about it, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> if you think you've had a 90s, a 2000s, and, and then a late 2000s, so you've got your whole life there, your 30 years or so, and then your, your career there, Al. Well, watching wrestling. I love wrestling. I'm a wrestling boy. Go and check out our SummerSlam 1998 show where Alan and I watch along to the Mark Marrow, Jacqueline against Edge and Sable tag match. Go into that. Just listen to this guy, Alan. Listen to him commentate on that matchup. I was fantastic. I was great. I had a great time. It's good to be here. Who would I say? I would say mine's probably what? Victoria, Tori. Not Tori Wilson. This is classic Tori. And probably in the current time, who am I a big fan of? Probably Liv Morgan. I like her wacky craziness. Cool. Uh, I might quickly read out the little blurb that it says on the network, guys. So if you load up your WWE network, go to the in-ring section, go down to WCW, click Saturday Nights, and then scroll across to November 28, 1992. <clears throat> and it says, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orendorf unveils a shocking surprise when takes to the ring to make good on his challenge against WCW World Heavyweight Champion Ron Simmons in the main event. Thus, Eric Watts and Kanzuki Sasaki take on two experienced veterans in the form of Arn Anderson and stunning Steve Austin in a tag team match. Now, before we actually start, guys, I want to give a shout-out to a great podcast that we think you guys should definitely check out. 
Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right, guys, we are back. And Alan, ready for that countdown? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Tom's already told you where to go. So let's get ready to play. Hopefully, um, we'll just check it first because Tom and I have already pressed played. So you're probably going to get an ad. Probably going to get an ad for like an upcoming NXT uh, show that's happening or just something like that. So. Do the ad first and then get ready to press play. So hopefully you've, your ad is passed now. And ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to press play in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's go. I love that music. <clears throat> that background artwork. Like a real, it just reminds me of Seinfeld. One of these. The Frightening Fruitcake. That's, that's right. Back in like 95, 96. Is your boy, L? There's my boy, Jim Ross. Take on with the book. I've, I've, like I said last time, I've read it twice, man. I've got a new book that I'm waiting for Christmas to get, and it's about one of my favorite rugby players, and he's a captain of my favorite team, and it's sort of an autobiography. Check out the mulleteer on these boys. <laughs> yeah, I've actually got a book I'm going to be buying soon, The Young Bucks. Um, I think it's Killing the Business book. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's actually coming out on what was it? Um you can either get it digitally or on book. It's like forty bucks though on book. And I've seen it on the Google store for fifteen bucks. I'm like, I'm gonna take the digital version then. Okay. Got the Z Man, look at him. Most attractive man in, in all wrestling. That gold chainer, the gold necklace L. Sexy stuff, man. Look at this. <laughs> Sexy nineties with no buttons on. Look at the V on him too. I must take my hat off to you too, sir. The uh, the art, the cover art of this episode is one of my favourites of all time because I love this old schoolness. Mm, well, that's why I covered it. Like that's why I thought you know, something for November we should do. Like I was originally thinking maybe a World War Three or something like that, and I thought, nah, let's go. You know that kind of pre NWO. You know the old 1992, which I think we've actually never covered a 92 in any company. We never covered an NWA, you know, WCW or World Wrestling Federation. Yep. What about me? What about Raven? But here that they said weighing in the 255 pounds. Shit. Yeah. It's stuck on it on there. Yeah. The Flamingo, Flamingo, Bingo from Flamingo. Chris Sullivan. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is one of the Sullivan brothers. Jesus. To the demon, uh, you know, the devil, Kevin yeah, Sullivan. Actually, I saw an interview with um, Kevin Sullivan the other day, and someone said, oh, you know, where did you get the inspiration behind the demon devil character? And he goes, just to confirm, I never said I was the devil. You know, yeah. I, I've never said I'm the I'm devil. Not. <laughs> and I've I never don't... hinted I am. So for people to say I was portraying a devil, 
I never said I was a devil. And I'm like, okay, just to close, just to confirm. I am a devil. You know? But I, I, never do worship, I do worship some evil being. Not the devil. It's not the devil, okay? Woman and I used to practice that type of stuff, but it's not about the devil. Yeah, he does seem like he was kind of into that what satanic style, you know, dark arts kind of thing, black arts. Yeah. Look at the referee back here. Who's the referee we've got, Tom? I think we have Nick Patrick again, eh? It is, without the mo. Yeah. Look, he just falls. I loved it. He doesn't count. You know, some people get down slowly, but with uh, referee Nick Patrick, falls. Yeah, he kind of like falls on the shoulder, has a look first, and then applies the count. That's right. And just a time clock, girl, where are you at so people want to sync up with the name? Uh, I am at the right on the 405 mark. Yeah. Are you good over that your way? Yeah, I'm about two seconds behind you, but I've moved it okay. up. Cool, cool. I would love to go back in time. Just sitting on the couch at this time back in 1992 with a couple mm. of beers and, and watching wrestling on the Saturday night. Yeah. It's a thing we don't have in Australia at all. No. Well, I know that some of the wrestling companies in Oz are actually looking at coming back now. I know there's actually a new company. I think it's um, was a death death match down under. Like it's mm. actually a death match inspired Aussie company that's coming out, but they're signing lots of talent from what Battle Championship Wrestling, Melbourne City Wrestling, are jumping across. Just give me some of this studio wrestling, some of this yeah. style, man. you know? But we see this with NWA Power. You know, you've had them doing their shows pre-COVID. They were doing this in front of a taped audience, the ring, that little spinning ring style there with what Steiner, Scott Steiner was there, Nick Olman, oh. Eli Drake. Fantastic. And I think they would actually tape a lot of these shows back-to-back. Like, I think this says November 28, but it was taped, I think, a week or two earlier. But this is a great because a lot of these guys who don't have pay per view matches are just pre taped. They just go out there, get on TV, do a couple of dark matches. That's right. Oh, Johnny Polo on the move. Oh. And I just realized, too, I think JR calls this by himself tonight. The whole show I was going to say Joey Stoll yep. Stoll. Joey Styles Stoll. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Tom. You've, you created something. Well done. <laughs> thanks, Al. And look at that. There's no padding out there, is there? That's concrete. No. And there's a, the match later on with Van Hammer and Cactus, you actually hear a skull crack, and it's bad. I heard it this afternoon when I was watching it. I'm like, that was his head. I ran it back, and I'm like, yep, that was his head. There's a gentleman up the front with a yellow cap who's quite fired up tonight. Yeah, and he's standing up. I can see it. He's yeah. high-fiving somebody there. Yeah, high-fiving the woman there. They must have been cheering on Mr. Polo. What was, he going, was he going by Flamingo? Or was it, he was Flamingo CC. I think he was Johnny Polo in the WWE. That's when right. Was there. Yeah. That's right. And then he returned, I think. Well, Dave, well, yeah, returned back with um, Taz, wasn't it? He attacked Jerry the King Lawyer. He's never known his He's never known his Yeah. It's just crazy to think, but this is all pre the Ravens Nest, Stevie Richards, Blue Meanie, Tommy Dreamer. You know, Beulah, the Wars of Sandman over the ECW title, yep. Sabu. And it's just crazy to see him here. Because I think actually, thinking on my head, I think he's the longest, with the, oh no, the most reigns as hardcore champion in WWE, like 40 or something like that, over his tenure. And I don't think we've actually had a lot of Raven, when I think about it too. 
maybe some WCW. I think some of the old wrestling companions we did. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if when was the last time we had Raven on our program. Yeah. Oh, should be collision there. Shit. What the? Yeah, he's holding those lower extremities hard. Here we go. And I think they also touched on, too, that I think Flamingo was recently coming off a match against Mark Miro, going by the yes. name of Johnny B. Bad at a Clash of Champions. I think they said he was successful over him. And I'm thinking he might have been TV champ there, possibly for Johnny B. Bad. But yep. maybe they're kind of leading towards a TV title matchup between these Ooh. two. Go on, referee. Check the fist. Oh, what we really got? Fit, doesn't he, doesn't he, Raven? Oh! Pole driver. One, two, and three. Great spike, too. That was really nice. Wasn't a Canadian destroyer, so. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. That's done to death. Yeah, it is. It's like every organization has somebody that does it. Um, if Rick, hell, if Ricky Morton can do it, and Barley can do it. Oh, look at that. Crashed his, crunched his head. Well, was it Chris Sullivan? I remember his name. That was over and done with. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Mr. Sullivan. Uh, young Chavante. Jacked up, Paul Orndorff. Look at him, Mr. Wonderful. You're looking at him, Paul Orndorff. I'm looking at my man, Chavante. Look at the hair's been all combed for him. Makeup done. Makeup shit. Oh, Medusa, what are you doing here? <laughs> Look at Tony. Hey, how you going? Are you good? Yeah. I love you. Remain. Keep eye contact. Keep eye contact. <laughs> she used to say to him, she they, uh, used to hear stories about these two. He would say to you, say to her, you know, he would make a joke, and then she goes, "I'll spin, I'll spin, spin kick you," and you go, "Please, <laughs> please do in. it, please do it, please do it." What's going on, Jimbo? What do you guys have to say? It's always the big eyes of, wasn't it, JR? Hey, going, guys, big eyes. <laughs> Just really wide and open trying to sell the product. Yes, definitely. A heavy metal Van Hammer. I don't think we've ever had a Van Hammer on this entire show. Maybe with the flock in WCW, maybe appeared there. Was he, but... was he in the Richard where, um, World War Three? He Probably. might have been. Yeah, we covered World War Three. What was it? 90, ooh, what year was it? 97, I think it was, where uh, what Stingnash was there and Scott Hall won. King of the Cable. This is pretty cool. Like This is, again, the kind of like WCW's King of the Ring. Yeah. You know, this was their version of that, King of Cable, because, again, they were on the TBS network. Um, it, this would be kind of cool if AEW did this with, like, you know, the TNT network and did some type of, you know, King of Cable thing and brought it back. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um hmm. Tony Khan loves that stuff. Yeah, I think Cody loves the old school stuff too. Yes. So Rick Rude's beats in round one. We got Sting and Pill. Look at this dream matchup. Very cool. So Rude takes on Sting in the next one. Yeah. Tony Atlas and Vader. Oh my look god. At the, look at the size of these dudes when they actually face off in the ring. They're just jacked. Look at that. Battle of the big dudes. Jesus. Boys love oh. Vader. Oh, look at that. Massive. Vader wins. I just I always like have, this. like, always have strong memories of Vader when I was a kid with that massive oh, no. black, was it, Matador helmet that he had and come in and steam up and smoke out. I just always loved it. 
you see um, Cactus Jack attacking um, Rhodes there. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes looking like Hulk Hogan <laughs> with these red and yellow. That's right. Semi-finals. And these are the special referees. I love it. Hiro <laughs> Matsuda, Larry Zabisco, and mm. Ollie Anderson. The old where they would vote, like unanimous decisions or splits. He's going to hit him with the neck. Oh. No, I think they actually went they for over. It was, it was either 30 oh. minutes, I think, the match went for. Like, it was actually quite a long matchup. You should have just pinned him. You should have yeah. just pinned him. Time to run out. Oh. When was this Clash of Champions? So that would have been, I think, Clash of Champions. Ten days. Ten, I think. Yeah. Yep. So it actually went across what Saturday nights went across the Clash of Champions, and they even continued to Starcade. So it went across multiple shows. It wasn't just the King of the Ring where you had matches on Raw and then the pay per view. It went across a number of events. Beautiful. So it was one one in the voting, and I think the last vote was Ollie Anderson. I think. Thing with no paint, it's all come off. Yeah, it is. Ollie Anderson gives Yay. it the sniff. Yeah. Vader takes on Dustin Rhodes. Look at this. This has actually been covered. That actual show there was actually covered by What Happens When a number of years ago. I listened to it the other day. They covered really? this actual, yeah, that show there with Vader and the, Dustin. The gentleman in the yellow cap is there. He is there. Look at that. Uh, cool. So maybe that's because it was pre. No, I said they pre-taped them. So maybe they just said, "Well, we're going to cover, you know, last week and this week. We record them in back-to-back shows." Starcade '92 battle. I actually really dig the battle ball. That was yeah, the, um, yeah the the tag team one where they would take your yeah, random tag teams, even an actual tag team, and split them up. You don't like it's, it, though. I don't know. I like it. it. It's just a just a, a weird idea of like. You know, it, it could be done a little bit. You know, bad guys could team up with good guys. Yeah. And, you know, um, I know people shit it all over it. I'm a lot like you. I like the idea of it. Mm. It, it could I work. Did find, I did find it weird, though, that it's a tag team matchup where the winners advance to a battle royal who then face off against each other. So it's like, well, why would you do you team up so you could win so you get to the battle royal, but then you fight your, your teammate who helped you get there? So, yeah. But the but the thing is though when when they did it, what did you get when you won the battle ball? Well, I think it would originally might have been a title nothing. shot, but I think I think no, Vader was champion no. once when he won it. You but won like, nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah, you didn't get a ring, you didn't get a money, you didn't get a title shot. We've got Cactus Jack here coming into the ring. I think you actually I think there was a battle ball ring though one year because I remember Mark Mero took on DDP or something ball ring in one of their old feuds. But you think about it, AEW did that with MJF. Remember he won that uh, ring when he won that Battle Royal a few years ago. So I actually think they do take a lot of inspiration from oh, yeah. you know, the old NWA WCW. So Thanks. next matchup, guys, we've got Van Hammer with a really rhinestone white jacket taking on... What, yes. did, he, what did they call Cactus before, Al? Uh The fruity... What was it? The... Was it ferocious fruitcake or something like that? Yeah, yeah the ferocious fruitcake. Uh, fruit cake. Sounds very Christmassy. Getting ready for that Christmas season, yo. 
I love the uh, cactus's uh, cactus on the actual pants <laughs> on the dice. Get confused what his name is. What's your name again? Was it from uh, Truth and Consequences, New Mexico? Mexico. Yeah, that is correct. This is all pre-ECW for him as well. Look, I think he ended up going to WCW in 93, I think, where he actually spat on the tag belt. Remember over there in yep. um, ECW on those backstage skits? Yep, that's right. Well, this is what, if you ever read McFoley's book, you know, this is this time in WCW. It was big for him. Yeah. This is what broke him into wrestling. Uh, people think, oh, yeah, Mankind was huge in the WWE. But Mick cemented himself in wrestling first and foremost in WCW as mm. Cactus Jack. Well, even like Cactus. when you and I got into wrestling in the 90s, I actually didn't know of Cactus Jack. Like, I knew him as Mankind because that's who we saw him as on the World Wrestling right. Federation. Yeah. You know, with his white top on, his tie, the brown, you know, the brown pants. I didn't know really until he took oh. on Triple H for the championship at the Royal Rumble. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, there was another gimmick he used to do, and it was called Cactus Jack. And that's the great thing about the network now. You can go and just type in Cactus Jack on search, and it comes up with all the classic matches. You know, ECW with Mikey Whipwreck. There's even a good one with him and Chris Jericho facing off in ECW. The thing, you know, man, or, you know, Cactus Jack, Chris Jericho, such a different style of dynamic facing off one-on-one. It's just the smack is coming up, isn't it? What's that? The smack on concrete's coming up. Oh, yeah, it's when they make their way around the the side there. It's bad. It's just a thud. It's so hard. But then you think, too, like, he's even had those wars when he he took on Paul Orendorf in that fourth can anywhere, and he did a sunset flip. When he jumped from the actual guard rail and just so hard. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And was Watts at this time, was this the, um, was Watts the booker here at this time? Good question. I would because think that he would be. Because they're doing the, um, you know, mats around the ring, you know, jumping off the, uh, the top rope, which I think we've seen a few of before, mm. but so... Could close fists and things like that, yeah. Could be Dusty. I would say Eric Watts. I know Sullivan, yeah. I don't oh. think Sullivan wasn't there, but I would say, yeah, yeah probably Watts still. Bang, bang. That's a great leg drop. Very cool. That's Pee the referee, eh? The shooter. Yeah. And got that punch you as well. Don't get before it. Rand- <laughs> before Randy did the punt, check out Pee in WCW. Yeah, that's right. Again, but that's just being one of the boys and protecting the boys too. Mm. One of my favourite ones of that was Triple H in Austin. Do you remember that one? It was an old, like, mid-90s where yeah, a fan jumped in and Triple H full-on German suplexed him, just threw him so hard and even stomped on him. Referee gets in there. No, the Kyoto then came in and went, yeah. started stomping into him. <laughs> yeah, because they could have a weapon. You don't know that. They could have a you know a piece of glass, a blade or something someone's life on the line. Well, I think we haven't had something that big since, I think it was WrestleMania last year when that guy got um, Bret Hart. Oh, at the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. And that got punched in the face by the Revival. <laughs> That's Mac- so beautiful. It's just beautiful because he punches him and just walks away. Fuck you, man. Walks off. Yep. And uh, those two boys, you do not mess with them. Mm. One of my favourite tag teams over there in AEW doing some great things. 
really good. You know, putting them with um, what are the Tully Blatchett's good arms involved with them a little bit now, which is great. Not gonna lie, when they lost the titles to the Bucks, it pissed me off. Did you really? I was actually going for the Bucks. I've always liked yep. the Bucks. Was not happy about them winning the mm. the tag titles. I mean, Did yes, you, it's your, your company boys. Yeah. But yeah, what sure, your, go ahead. Um, your view on how it went down with him doing the flip. Do you reckon he should have, they should have just written that out and done something else? They should have done something completely yeah. fucking different, excuse my French. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to return to the well and again, you're just adding more fuel to the flame for uh, Jim Cornette to make fun of you guys. Mm. Well, it's always been oh. like their tagline, what is it, you know, fists, not flips. And then attended, you know, they attempted a flip and it didn't work. So maybe that's the idea was to do that. Now it's coming yep. up here. This is it's coming up soon, I think. This big shot here with the because uh, Cactus breaks the count, Peewee's count. Now watch Van Hammer here. It's a back, uh, back to belly to back suplex. Coming here we go. Watch this. Watch. Oh, yep. You want to splat? And never have to get up. And see, Cactus grabs it straight away. Like, yep, that hurt. He's, he's just still. He's just get back in the ring and break the count still. <laughs> I don't want to lose my yeah. count now. Oh, man. He's a big dude, Van Hammer, isn't he? He's probably, what, 6'6", yeah. 6'5"? Six, 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 oh, like a brick shit house. He just picks him up, slams him down hard. What's he doing here? What the? See, I only know oh. Van Hammer really from the games, like the old revenge game with the flock, with his, what, see-through mesh T-shirt. And... Oh! Reverse crossbody. Yeah. Oof. Because the Flock had quite a number of members. It was like Van Hammer, Reese, Sick Boy. I think it had, what, Scotty Riggs, Lodi. Yep, that's right. Here we go. Gelatine leg drop. Book the leg. He got it. Done. That actually surprised me when I watched this. I thought, oh, okay, he's Cactus on his way out. You know, you're kind of pushing, you know, Van Hammer as the next star, or is this just kind of like Cactus's way to... You know, take a loss before you leave, but I was like, okay, maybe they wanted to really yeah. push him, so. Ooh. And that's a year we've actually covered, guys. They're talking about the highlight in the 89 year. We covered that early this year. We watched the Great American Bash, Terry Funk, Ric Flair for the NWA World's Heavyweight title. Yes. And Sting and uh, Muta for the belt. That was crazy. I just remember that the cluster, end, the cluster ending of that Great American Bash with chairs flying everywhere, Vader and Funk, and then Great Muter all fighting. Just crazy. You and me going, what the hell's going on? <laughs> stop, again, stop. I hadn't, I hadn't watched it all. So it's like, that's my, you know, genuine reaction to, this is all breaking down. Rex Cooper. And Ian Weston. So Ian Weston is the dude that's jacked up with the yes. zebra, green zebra shorts. I actually did some research about him because I wanted to know who is this guy? Because I do yep. think he has the body for wrestling, you know, something that Vince McMahon would like. And to my surprise, he was actually in the WWE. Fantastic. Um, not in a major gimmick. It was a, simply a jobber. Same thing that he was doing. He didn't have a lot of matches in either company. Um, really didn't have a, a real major gimmick. I think he was just an enhancement talent. Even his tag team partner could find nothing about him as well. So... Just, I love that he's a cowboy, or he's a Western cowboy, but he has a mask. Yeah. What's he got? Something to hide. This is all pre-Godwin's, eh? The Texas Slasinger. 
before they went on to become what is it? Uh, what was their name when they were the um, the Goodwins? Henry O. Goldwyn and Phineas. Yeah, Phineas E. Goldwyn. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the pig farmers, the pig sloppers. And they also appeared recently at Survivor Series for Taker's farewell. Did you see him there in the ring? Very cool. Um, going to ask you about that too. Um, Everyone comes out to the ring. Kane's all dressed up. He's lucky last. And uh, let's cut to black. Let's show a video clip. Let's go back to Vince McMahon. Let's go to The Undertaker. Something I noticed there, though, if you actually look, there was actually like a little lectern in the ring. And I'm actually not surprised. I reckon they might have actually taped people saying something. So I actually think that even what we got on TV was like to show them. But what I think they end up actually doing is is recording something. So maybe everyone got up to say something for a few minutes and there'll be something on the network that they'll actually put out. Like, well, here's is what you didn't see at Survivor Series. Here's Kane saying something. Here's Shawn Michaels saying something. Because you yep. actually see a lectern there. And then when Vince is there, the lectern's gone. So there yep. actually was something there. So I think they're probably pre-taping something for the network. But it was quite weird to spend what, 10 minutes introducing everybody to not do anything. Um, and I think I sent you a text that afternoon saying, well, you know, I was quite kind of you know, disappointed with the, how that went. Like there was no fiend. There was no interruption. It was just, you know, it's well, time it to it. take it to rest in peace. And that's it. It, it was it. It was pretty much it. Um, Undertaker, Mark Calloway going, hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm stopping now. You will no longer see the dead man anymore in the, any, any wrestling way. Um, again, I think we, because we've been, made to think when we like something at the end of a of a night something big is going to happen mm. like like you said like you even put this on our twitter is the um uh are we going to get the fiend yeah is the, yeah, the is retribution coming out is, is the retri- fiend retribution come out? Yeah. and people were going yes no yes no i saw the voting for that mm. and it was just that was nothing it was yeah. just a honest goodbye and off he went and the thing is, too, like sometimes it goes back to that old school mentality that if you're either leaving a company or you're retiring, you put something else over, maybe on your way out. And that's where I thought, well, how much could you make Fiend the next big Fiend arm by replacing Taker? But I think they're kind of going with a face Fiend at the moment, going against Randy. So if he had screwed up Taker's farewell, it wouldn't die, would do the opposite to the Fiend. But Fiend's actually my pick for the Royal Rumble. You know, That'd I just think cool. if you think about it in your head oh, now, there's it. no one, there's no one jumping out to win the rumble, and that's why I think Fiend will add a something a different twist. Maybe Alexa wins the rumble as well. So you have both of them going after a belt, maybe. But we'll discuss that as we get closer to the rumble next year, guys. So they got the win already. Is that over? Oh, yep. we're on the mic. Is it on? <laughs> oh, what are you saying? Shut up, but this is what I have to say. Look at the fans. Look at them all standing up in the back there. Those guys, there's a group of blokes. Why, why is he wearing a mask, though? He's <laughs> got something to hide. So we're about Texas, and we never back down from a challenge. Okay, Shanghai, that's enough. Well, the, the crowd's getting into it. Yeah, they are. Look at those fellas in the back there. Yeah. 
Oh, here we go. There's our cover art, as Alan said earlier, guys. I was trying to think who actually were the WCW Tag Team Champions at this. I'm trying to think from memory. Because I know Z-Man was tagging with Pillman, you know, a few years earlier. It's not LOD, is it? Mm, let's have a look, actually. I'm going to use this time. Tell him, Z-Man. Tell him. Z-Man, eh? He's a good, he's a good wrestler. Like I've been going back and watching some of his old oh, stuff. He's he a good star. I think those um, these Asher Wash jeans are not tight enough. <laughs> so the tag team champions at this time period were oh. uh, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and uh, Shane Douglas. They won the belts oh. on November eighteenth at Clash of Champions, defeating Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham. Oh, shirts are off, Al. Here we go. Getting serious now. Yeah, it's getting in. <laughs> and we're going to commercial break. Well, this is a good matchup, eh? This is what Suzaki and Watts against um, Austin and uh, Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. And we've actually had Arn a few times, eh? We did the uh, ECW Win Worlds Collide 94, which covered uh, a few months ago, where we had, what, Terry Funk and Arn. In a tag team matchup where Arn turns on Funk. Look at him here. Um, Arn Anderson is my favourite podcast that comes up every week. I love his stories. I would love to, you know, he'll never do it one day. Paulie, a young Paul Heyman there. Well, there he is. Um, but when Arn comes, I would love him to just to come one day come down and just tell stories. Mm. And, um, I don't know if you've listened to his most recent show. No, I haven't. Uh, they discussed about it. It's Ask Arn. It was one of the Ask mm. episodes. And they asked, um, how were you about when that time that they wanted Steve Austin, when Steve Austin pissed on you? Oh, I heard about this, yes. I saw this online on one of those wrestling news websites. Someone, and, an actual article recapped his response to it, yeah. And he said it was Vince, Vince's yeah. um, wicked ways of, getting back to him when he left back in the 90s to go back to WCW. Mm. And this is Vince's way of going, we're going to embarrass you. Mm. going to get... Because Steve and another person went to Vince and said, I don't think this is a good idea. This is Arn Anderson, man. He's a respected mm. man. I oh, know. Still piss on him. Mm. So well, it's more along the lines of, well, we can't do it to Rick. No, he can't do it to Ric Flair. Well, Arn will do it to Arn. You know, he's the closest thing to Ric Flair. Let's just do it. You know, he's expendable. We're not really doing anything with him. It would damage Flair more if we did it to Flair. But it's sad, you know, because I'm... But again, you know, Vince has that ego that we've seen in multiple shows, guys. There's multiple shoot interviews out there where, you know, former employees of the World Wrestling Entertainment or WWF, as it was known, have said that's what Vince was like. It went, he just wanted to change his mind. We're going to do it this way, and you do it this way. Well, there's the door, which is sad. Don't like it, but leave. Um, but any time that Arn's on, you just like you're sitting down and like, tell me a story. Tell me about the old days. Tell me about the war. Mm. No, he's a very knowledgeable talent. Like I think he's a great addition to you know AEW. He'll be working a yes. lot with individual stars. I think he'll be helping a lot with the women talent as well, trying to help them get some more exposure and 
push some things like kind of what Fit Finley was doing. I think he's actually still there, Fit, doing some stuff there. Um, look at Austin there with hair. So weird. Austin's fit. Yeah. Austin with hair looking jacked as well. So the only difference is if he was stone cold, it would be uh, knee braces on, the black <laughs> wrist tape, and no hair. That's and right. The, and the goatee beard, I would say. Yeah, definitely the the ringmaster when he came to WWE. And... Oh, look at that. Great. Yeah. Eric Watts actually was a former um, wrestler there in TNA for a little bit in their first formation in 2002 and three. Mm-hmm. He actually did a storyline where he actually partnered up with, uh, was it Brian Christopher? Doing like, we're, you know, we were held down by our dads. We're here to take over our time. This is our opportunity. So it's like, you know, you know, disowning the king, you know, disowning his dad. It's like, we're going to do our own thing. We're the next generation here in TNA. And it was pretty short-lived. I was going to say, how long did that last, hey? <laughs> Probably about four tapings. <laughs> That's a shame. Four pay-per-views? Yeah. Back when they were doing their weekly pay-per-view. That's right. And side note, guys, one of our close friends, Alan's former podcast brother there in Julian, has actually been discovering some TNA, hasn't he? He's been writing in our WhatsApp chat, oh, you know, I saw this TNA show from this time. Oh, Thomas, what can you tell me about this? And I thought, dude, <laughs> it's your funeral, but <laughs> you can check it out if you want. It's, it's just a plethora of what's going on at that time. And again, this is, at that time, was just like, we need to do something different yeah, from the yeah. WWE. Uh, what are we going to yeah. do? Let's push it. Let's push it. Let's push it. Yeah. Let's have a midget in a, in, let's have a little person in a trash can beating off. And then two yeah. weeks later, um, come out with a gun and threaten Jeff Jarrett. Let's have Good a six-sided ring. Let's do the hard 10 tournament where you earn points for using a weapon. Ultimate X. <laughs> King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. <laughs> and there's that one that we talked about. I would just love, even like maybe next year, we find out when it happened and just do a watch along just to that one match, which was the last rights one. When it was a yeah. distant sting with the casket and candles and the, the casket had to be, what, risen back up to the roof to win the match because your soul. <laughs> we should just do one match. Just choose a show, have a chat, do some game talk and just do one match. That's right. Oh, cork in that leg there, Boston Crab. He's even twisting it in the opposite way. Look at the angle of the foot. Single leg Boston Crab, and it looks like it's 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 inverted. He's turning the kneecap um, in five. Look at that. Yeah, that's right. This Eric Watts looks so oh. young. He's probably in like early twenties here. Yeah, big time, big time. Oh. These guys are working really well. He's jacked up too as well, Suzaki. Arn's taken all the punishment. Hope Austin's not waiting for the hot tag. Oh. Oh, but this is what? Match number four? Hey, no, three. We've done three matches already. Yes. That's pretty good. So for like a one-hour show that this would have been on TV plus commercials, so what, say, an hour and a half, you'd get about four matches a Saturday night, Saturday morning or night when you're watching it. Kind of like NXT that you get this week. That's right, yeah. Hmm. And that's a question, like, would you rather sit through a three-hour Raw or watch a one-hour show? Like, Give get me to this. it, straight to it, yeah. Give me something like this, man. Call me old school, but give me something like this, man. 
That's the sad thing, guys. I actually don't remember the last time I actually sat down and watched all of Raw. Mm. Like, watching everything. Because I just don't have time. Like, you know, yes, I can fast forward. Yes, you can watch it the next day. But I just don't have time to sit there and watch a three-hour and then a SmackDown. And then, you know, main event. And it's like, just give me some GIFs online. <laughs> just jump on Twitter, search the hashtag. There's your result. Is everyone awake after Thomas' message right then, guys? It's good oh, to yeah, see you. Ding, yes. just, yeah, it's good to I hear you. Good. It, I didn't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, you could have put your phone on silent and be like, I choose not to because I'm podcasting. No, I just want to do some Apple promotion and get some Apple money. Why? Sheep? All right. Oh, inside cradle one, two. Austin drops the close. elbow down hard. Just looks Austin. so weird with hair, man. <laughs> Is that, is that fella behind in the crowd holding up a, a Medusa poster? Is this on the hard cam camera angle? Yeah, just behind Austin. He's next to a fella with a check shirt. He's got a mustache. Oh, there he is. Yeah, it is a Medusa. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> oh! Did you see that? Look at that laminate. It's the laminate, too, like shining on the camera angle. Too yeah, much glare. There's a reason why it's laminated. Flip inside. What? <laughs> That's what I you call need. it. No, when I say something like that, you just have to go, ha ha ha, move on. You don't really need <laughs> to do any more follow up, okay? Yes, <laughs> thank uh, Alan's face like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? A lot. Come on, Austin. So, again, this is the style of Austin we did, we really got to see in the WWE, you know I mean, yet when he was the ringmaster, but when he was stone-cold Steve Austin, it was mm. raise hell, punch in the head, punch in the head. Yeah, what, stump a mud hole in you, hit the stunner, done and dusted. Pretty much John Moxley style when he first started off. Yeah. And, um... But I would say Austin's actually really good as a tag team guy. Like, you look at this match, you look at other matches with, what, the Dangerous Alliance, with Brian Pillman. He's a good tag team guy. Is this Dangerous Alliance here, or is this early days to it? I would say it is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I think it won either Wrestle War or the Frawl Brawl. They teamed up. I think Arn and Austin did team up together. Mm. But I'll, I'll have a quick actual look to make sure while we're here. Because this one goes for about nine minutes. No problem. Oh, look at that. Good on you, Arn. And he's got that head, that neck wrench right in. Watts is trying everything to get to his tag team partner. Great work here, Arn's just going nut. Going to try again. Oh, he missed him. Didn't work that time. He got the tag. Oh, no. Yeah, so it wasn't this time. So Clash of Champions the previous November. You actually had the team was formed, which was Rick Rude, Bobby Eaton, Medusa, Arn Anderson, Larry Zabisco, and Stunning Steve Austin. So they're about a year they've been together. Beautiful. And they work really well. I actually like Austin as a tag team guy, but in our head, we always, well, DDT, we always think of like Austin Ray's Hell, because that's what our childhood was. But again, yep. back on the network, you can discover all these old classic matchups.
and even Arn as well. Like, I didn't see a lot of Arn, you know, growing up as well, watching it. Did he miss that knee? What the hell? did he hit the knee? Yeah, he mi- oh, no, he missed it. What's single leg Boston Crab into an STF? Oh, he's got oh, that. Classic. Oh, there's Heyman, a real clash your, of styles, a young Heyman, old there. Heyman, throw your phone at his head. Come on. <laughs> Is he going to tap? He tapped. He tapped. He said yes. What? Oh, he put him down. What? Yep. Yeah, I haven't seen this matchup. I didn't think that. Wow. Like, thinking about it, like, in hindsight now, that's a big push for a young guy. Like, to get that over Ryan Anderson. Wow, I wouldn't have picked that. I would have picked um, Steve and Arn to get that one. Wow. Well, that was always the best thing that um, Arn Anderson talks about, is yeah. that he um, he's always happy to help his opponent that he's wrestling against go up the level. He's happy yeah. just being, you know, quote-unquote jobbing. He's not, he doesn't mind it, you know, as long as the other guy gets over and you both get paid, that's mm. what it's all about. Well, that's like in Beyond the Mat, where I think even, obviously the name, I think it was Heyman talked about Terry Funk, like, let me work with this guy, let me work with him, let me put him up. And that's the thing about, you know, it's almost like a rite of passage as well. Like, they would have been that young guy in the 60s yep. being put over by an older veteran. So you kind of give back, you have to give back. Look at Alan Bob and his head to the music. <laughs> sax. I just love some sax, man. Oh. On the radio, is he? Or oh, take, taking telephone calls. Call. <laughs> it goes back, was it the Vince Russo? WCW Hotline. <laughs> wire. Think, the live wire. I love uh, that. Uh, Jim Ross. Um, I think um, Undertaker will beat um, Stone Cold. And I think Goldust will beat Triple H for the titles. For, for, for the titles. WCW up and close. Here well, we that's go. the thing. Here we that go. was live, so you, they couldn't edit that. So someone could name drop a WCW talent, and there's nothing they can do. They can hang up on them, but it's live, Bill so they'll Watts. see you hang up. So Cowboy Bill Watts. Look at him. And young Shavante. Now, was it? Uh, if, if you guys are, oh look out, lumber. Sting has lumber. You yeah, it's around the pushing line. the what, King of Cable matchup at Starcade night. Who I think it's about. Yeah. We can ask us us saying something there about people. Uh, um, that what happened when they're doing a new change for next year. Ooh, they're okay. going back to the ADD, I believe. Oh wow, old school. Yeah, they're going what, Jim to, Crockett timeline. Yes, nice. it was at the time where Tony was there, so they're going to do that. Conrad's like, yeah, we're going to alienate a lot of people. Love our listeners. So if you don't like it, too bad. So they're actually, what, is that a year commitment or is it just saying we're just going to see how it goes? Nope. And, oh, no, 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 they're doing the whole thing. Like, oh, yeah. not like a 15. Okay. <laughs> we got four months in and changed our mind. We went to WrestleMania. What the hell is this? Yeah. Why is Sting coming out in the middle of the, with some, uh, some kabuki nonsense going on? We got to what is it, Extreme Rules, I think, in April. And then we did, did we do Extreme Rules? We did Extreme Rules. That's when my audio stuffed up on my mic. Remember I had my headset on and my mic wasn't turned on? We covered that one. It was Seth and, and Randy Orton in the cage. Steel cage matchup. Yeah, you probably don't remember it. Yeah, it was an old one. And then after that, we decided to an do old, the Thunder. We did the Thunder show where I kept on the title. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Eric Bischoff showing um, 
his underwear off. Um, Arquette's yeah, underwear. Weird. And you had what is it? What was that show known for? Um, was it Miss Elizabeth got kidnapped by Vince yeah. Russo security guards and <laughs> take her? She's mine. Put her in the car. But that's interesting. So they're going to you know, do the eighties, eh? So we'll see how people will go who might be into the more of the modern day might say, yeah, not nah, for me or. Know. It's interesting when podcasts do that, but again, it always, the new year always brings change of shows. You, know, you might have people redirect and say, "Yep, we're going to go shorter or different things." But well, we have uh, no no blooming idea, guys, yet. So you know, get ready to um to uh, get ready to see what shivel shit we're going to be shoveling your way. Um, I've made a decision. We're going to go to 1986, and we're going to do Jim Crockett. So yeah, why? So Alan has to listen to them and then do it with me. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> hey, Alan, what they, show did they just do? Like, are we going to do that too? You, but they're doing bi-weekly. You and I, we do like every couple of weeks. So yeah. if that noise. I do have a couple of ideas, but I think, you know, we'll keep them in the vault. We've got some ideas for it all. But again, you don't want to just, you don't want to plan it all and then go, oh, no, nah, let's try this up. But we might even do a poll, I reckon, but the fans choose. No, everyone will be asking us to do Beetlejuice again. <laughs> oh, yes. For new listeners, do you want to tell them what happened there with Beetlejuice, Al? Oh, we, we went to everybody. We went to, this is when we used to do the polls on um, on our on our Twitter. And I think we had like a variety of choices we were going to talk about. And then we, we had like a wrestling. We were going to do, I think it was a December, December to Dismember. Well, the, no, no, it was the year we were going to do um, Halloween Havoc was the choice for that for October for Halloween. And it was either Halloween Havoc or as a as a wrestling companion or a watch along film companion to Beetlejuice. And Alan was really Beetle- keen to do ninety five and tell him what happened to him. Beetle- and Beetlejuice crushed. Like everybody wanted to listen yeah. to Now mind you, I've probably at that time only saw the movie once yeah. and I got about half an hour and I stopped and I just walked away. Um Nothing against Tim Byrne. I like his stuff. But just as that movie alone wasn't just my cup of tea. And um, so we're watching it together, he and I, Tom and I, I mean. And right, right near the about 20 minute near the end of the 20 minutes of the movie, I'm like, how long has this got? Into the microphone, I, I asked Tom, how long has this got? And you're like, well, you're not, you're not enjoying it, Al. I'm like, no, nah, not really. So you can actually hear me for the last 20 minutes. Tom's trying to explain it to the movie and then going, ha that's a very funny bit. And I'm on my phone. <laughs> He'll go, mm-hmm, like that. Okay. Yeah. I have no interest <sighs> in that movie. And then Tom at the end is going, all right, guys, thanks very much for listening. Um, you know, hopefully uh, everyone enjoyed it. What do you think, Al? Yeah, it was all right. And I, I just... <laughs> I completely deadpanned you yeah. on that, thinking, I don't care. Yeah. I didn't care that we did. I didn't have a t- I didn't have time for this. Um, but you ended I'm, up getting you end up getting it though a year later. You end up getting Halloween Havoc '95. We covered it in yeah. October the next year. So <laughs> yeah, it was worth the wait, guys, wasn't it? Good to see the Yeti and yeah, <laughs> Sting and uh, sorry, you get to get to see the Yeti, Hulk Hogan, and uh, the Yeti and uh, big show, giant in a kinky threesome. We got a monster truck match, which I enjoyed. So, 
It's a broom broom. It looked pre-taped, but okay. Yeah, it was pre-taped as oh <laughs> hell. Main event time, Mel. Here we go. And that's his secret weapon. Is yeah. the lovely Medusa. The what former cruiserweight champion Medusa, right? Beating Evan Courageous, Starcade. That's right. Here he comes, Ron Simmons, the double world heavyweight champion. The world heavyweight champion. And that's the old WCW title as well. Yes. Because the uh, international heavyweight championship was the actual big gold belt with the old yes, NWA logo and then became the WCW logo. Sting taking it with him to um to the WWE. And every time he came on screen, they uh, they oh, blurred. Oh, Flair was there, yeah. Yeah, they, they blurred it. Flair did. Yeah, when he was doing the real world's champion. Hmm. They jacked up um, Ron Simmons, though. We've had him on quite a lot on the show, too, was Farouk. Yes. WWE and WWE. I love this, the fan interaction. Yeah, look at us, hey. I love this. Uh, this is old school shit. This is yeah. so cool. Where back in the day, you would say you would have a good laugh about that. Now with um, sort of wrestlers today, wait till we get the crowds back sort of properly in mm. wrestling. And you try to do a gimmick like that. But even to an extent, like I reckon sometimes a heel could take it too far now by either saying something or spitting like that. Did you see that thing a couple of weeks ago? There was an independent wrestler. He was a heel in a matchup and he did an Eddie Guerrero move. I think it was the Three Amigos suplex. And on the third attempt, as just before I did the third one, he says, fuck Eddie Guerrero, and then did the suplex, just to get heat. Now, the thing that was terrible is that's the actual anniversary of Eddie's death was that day. And he got so much internet backlash, social media backlash, and had to do a formal apology. Come out and say, I'm sorry, it was cheap heat. Probably shouldn't have done it. Uh, I was aware that it was his anniversary, and that's kind of why I did it to get heat and I apologize for that so you know I would like to you know take my apology and I'll move on but now this but even like we've seen that fan that what spat on that little girl or something and the dad just jumped the guardrail it's like flogging him well that was a woman wasn't it um it was well no it was a fella it was a he went to shake hands and spat his gum at the daughter and then Uh. the dad just leant over the daughter and just flopped him and the security jumped him and there was no, uh, was there protection? There was no even a guardrail. No guardrail, no. I think it was just a little, slot, little chain that he just jumped yeah. over. This will stop you. Yeah. But we've witnessed it, haven't we? We've seen fans take it a little bit too far <laughs> and get really into the show and chant things they shouldn't chant. Um, uh, yeah. A few independent shows, even at the, um, like I said, what happened with the, the, Tour down here in Australia with the WWE. I'm with Brother Nathan. What do we do, Al? We do nothing. No, you don't. Don't get involved. We stand back. We let security take care of it. I think it was the day where um, we went to an independent show with um, our father. Remember, Dad used to take us mm. to quite a lot of shows. And uh, a fellow named Mad Dog. Um, I remember this. Had his head split open, and some people in the crowd were yelling at him. So he got the blood on his hand on his head, and then like yeah, sprinkled it. To it. Them. Yeah. And there was a guy, and Dad, immediately after that, was like, "Nah, I'm not taking you guys anymore. Mm. 
Well, he said to, said to me after, he said, look, if you want to go, I'm not yep. going. You need to work your own way there and your own yep. way back. Because he was really upset about that. Mm. I actually remember that match. It was a TLC matchup. It was Lobo against Mad Dog. There was like yes, table was. spots, chair spots. And when he threw the blood, I remember the fans. They were like, holy, like, they were full on. They were covered in blood like, on their shirts. Big, I remember it was a big fella. He had glasses. Yeah. And you could actually like see the sprinkle of blood splot in his, yeah. into his glasses. I'm like, you know, and again, it's, yes, mind you, this was, shit, what was it, about 10? Yeah, maybe probably even 12. 11, 12, yeah. Years ago? Mm. Yes, you know, um, AIDS is still a major, mm. not a major thing as it used to be, but again, when Dad was growing up, that was. But you don't know, though, like, as an audience participation, exactly. you don't get a ticket thinking you're going to get someone who could be infected with anything. I'm going, to a, I'm going to a wrestling show tonight, and I want to get syphilis in the eyes. But, you know, actually, after that, that actual event was in the newspaper, and that was the end of their um, time at that arena. That's how bad it got. Like, they end up having to actually move all their pre-planned shows to another arena because they were kicked out. There's a whole newspaper article about it. Because they actually say, I remember this, on their flyer, it was family fun entertainment. That's how they promoted their shows. And then for that to happen, like, you actually had kids there, like my son's age, like, you know, six-year-old kids, seven-year-old kids watching because it's it's family, it's friendly, there's pretty women, there's wrestlers. And then for that, it's like, what? That's not what we (laughs) bought a ticket for. I remember remember that specifically that night because I actually won a T-shirt for jumping in the ring. Mm, That's right. During the year, they had, like, a 15-minute interval, and they wanted to get people to jump in the ring, so to cut a promo. So, you know, he's grown-ass me. I think it was. It had to be more than that. I was in my teens, I think. So what are we now? We're 2020. I reckon we're talking probably 02, probably 03. So what's that, 17 years ago? I would say probably that. You would have been about yeah. 15, 16. And I remember getting in the ring and doing a, a uh, road dog. Is that what, I remember that. Yes, I remember this now. Yeah, I was going to say, what did you do? But now I remember when you said that. That's crazy. And I, and I think I did. I think I fucked up one of the lines and there was a group of young fellas sitting yeah. up the front going, you fucked up, you fucked up. And then the fellow who was running it tonight goes, why don't you guys shut the hell up? He's giving it a go. And the yeah. whole crate, these fellas up the front got booed. Hmm. And I, I was out in the middle of the ring and I'm crotch chopping them <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. I'm here, you're there. So Suck me dick, suck my 15-year-old penis. Suck it. You start taking it too far. Start flipping people. Helen, get out of the ring. Take my pants down. Start pissing on them. Don't worry. Yeah. Mad Dog's going to throw blood at us later. It's going to be I've fine. I've got this mic now. I can say what I want to say. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Suck Dad, it. Dad, 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 just staring at you. Get out, Hell. Get out. But I remember too because okay. then afterwards, I, um, I got given a shirt. Mm. It didn't fit me. Yeah. Because I wanted to put it on. So I went over and asked them and said, "Can I get this changed?" And they're like, "Oh, doesn't what, what's wrong? Don't you want that shirt?" I said, no, it's just too, "This is a small." Uh, I, I, it covers I, I, my I, arm. That's it. Yeah. I can't get my head through. I put it around. My, I put it around my fifteen-year-old man titties, and it, it's not going anywhere. Can you help me out? And they're like, "Yeah." Uh, they, I'm they looking like Boy Mini at the moment. Can I get an XL, please? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Can I get a, Can I get a large shirt? They go, "Yeah, no problem." Yeah. PCW. That's what it was, yeah. 
because I actually don't think they exist anymore. There is a regional based company that we have around here now that do shows, but it's a lot of their ex talent there. Melbourne City Wrestling is where it's at. They do shows in our major city. Um, Come on, ref. And then what, Battleground? And then you've got, yeah, the new one, that Deathmatch one that I was name dropping before. So. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, they're actually doing a, they're doing a tag team tournament, and it's actually intergender. But it's like oh. Deathmatch. It's like, holy shit, I don't want to see. Yeah, I, I kind of cringe at Deathmatch, but to see women Deathmatch, oh. like, oh, I don't know if that's for me, so. Okay, the reason why we're not talking over this, uh, we're talking over this match, guys, it's a really good one, okay? Yeah. And that's the reason why we're not, we can't do any justice for this commentary that Jim Ross is doing. So hopefully you guys are listening to us as we're talking over this fantastic match because these two specimen of men are huge. Jacked up, eh? Jacked up, gentlemen. I'm just going to see when Ron Simmons won the belt because I know it was my surprise when he actually defeated Vader. I think it was yep. it wasn't originally planned, and I thought, you know what, this could be something a bit different, and surprised everybody oh. with it. One, two. What'd you do, white lady? Come here, come here. Yeah, you better run, Deuce. Oh my God, scary! Oh, Rick Rude with his parachute pants on. Saves it. No, no, he's wearing his pants that um he borrowed from um <laughs> from the Sandman. That is the Sandman look exactly, even with the runners on too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he won the belt in August of that year, defeating Vader on a main event. Because originally it was meant to be Sting, and he replaced Sting right. that night, and he got the massive power slam and got the win. Oh, referee! Ooh, he's at Peewee's down there. Drive by, yes. referee with a got drive by then. Oh, he misses the, misses the elbow. Side headlock. Oh my God! Look at those two. It's crunched it's into each other. It's a good clash of styles. Like I don't know really a lot, a lot about Foreign North, but I know, oh, no. he's a good WWE. Oh, pole driver. Oh, he jumped into it too. What was a jumping, jumping pole, pole driver. Jumping pole driver. Ron Simmons could be hurt. Now, this is for the championship. So, again, if Ron doesn't get in the ring and there's a count-out or a DQ, the belt stays with the champion. So That is correct. And, guys, we are at the 57.45 mark just now. <laughs> Look at this. Oh. He wants to count-out. You don't win the belt, though. Oh, stop yeah. counting for a second, please. What is it? Come on, Orndorff, you know better. So it's more that Orendorf really didn't, like, either way, I just want the win over him. It doesn't have to be for the belt, but the fact I that won. I can say I've beaten champions. So. I beat champion. Ron's hurt. That's a good pole driver, though. He fucking Rude. jumped into it, too. It was crazy. It's a rude talk time. <laughs> yeah. I nothing. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, good. Don't say anything. Just laugh. Like I asked you to, okay? All right, darling, it's Rude Talk time. And you ruined it. Yeah. I actually oh, don't say anything. That classic US title belt. I love that belt. Very cool. Over here. Over here. Where's the hard get? There it is. But, yeah. It is weird with a mustache, isn't it? He needs the mustache. 
Yeah, they actually censored something there that he said. Did you hear the sing. little censor? Yeah. Yeah, you learn how to sing. Well, Let's talk about slavery days. Ah, yeah. Because yeah. I kind of thought when I watched this the other day, just the ending, I'm like, what did they, what did he say? What did they say? Oh, okay. Yeah, just yeah. talk about slavery days. Shit. Again. Okay. <laughs> That's different. Well, you know, how you looked at it, though, is Ron Simmons is this strong, powerful yeah. black man. He got these couple of, uh, quote-unquote, redneck people talking down to him mm. because he's the world's champion. That's how you get heat. Good. Did you think that, eh? No, well, when I, I didn't know what the word was. I thought it was something else he said. And I was like, oh, okay, what was that about? So he's challenging him to a match at Starcade. This is. See you, Jimbo. I'm just going to see, actually, what ended up happening. Get a bit of Michael Hayes action next show, guys. Not us. But next show, if you're watching this. And that's it. Yeah. So eventually at Starcade, we end up actually having uh, the King of the Cable. So Sting defeated Big Van Vader in 1650. And in terms of the actual WCW World Heavyweight title, it was Steve Williams, Dr. Death, took on Ron Simmons instead. And it actually says here, Ron Simmons was originally scheduled to defend the title against Rick Rude, but Rude was injured in the weeks uh, prior to the actual show and replaced by Dr. Death. Well, okay. Would that that have been his career-ending injury then? Remember he took that, he got tossed out of the ring and hit his back. So that might have been actually the one, yeah. Would have been, yep. Well, that's it, guys. That's our What Wrestling Companion number 52 and episode number 76 of the TVK Castle. Any questions, queries before we finish up? I hope everyone enjoyed the show. This was a fun show tonight, guys. Um, you get 40 minutes of your boys talking to each other, and then you get one hour of wrestling. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> All right, guys, before we finish up, I want to give a shout-out to a great podcast that we think you guys should definitely check out. What's up, y'all? This is Jay from the Get Joe Podcast. We're a group of four Filipino dudes from the Chicagoland area who simply loves wrestling. With our podcast, we call things how we see it, and we do it in an entertaining fashion. We, we're critical of the things that we don't like. We applaud the things that we like. We have plenty of heated discussions. We have a sweaty session every week. And we make damn sure that there are a lot of get your moments in each show. If you don't know what that is, remember Dolph Ziggler? It should have been me. Man, if you don't get your t- wannabe telenovela actor looking ass out of here, that's what get your is. You'll be leaving each show with a bunch of laughs. Follow us every week on all podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Get Your Podcast. Give us a try. All right, guys, we are back and we are at the tail end of what has been a great show this month for November. We actually gave you two shows. We did the SmackDown 217 from 2001 and the WCW Saturday Night from 1992. And just before we finish up, I want to give a shout-out to some great affiliates of the TBK cast. I'm talking about Rogue Energy. So visiting rogueenergy.com and using your promo code 2702 gives you 10% off their products. Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your mental and physical performance. Number two is Luxty. So Luxy can enhance your performance with their analog grips. These grips can be used on a PlayStation 
an Xbox and a Nintendo Switch. And today, if you visit Luxie.com and use your promotional code BRO247, you get yourself 15% off their total purchases in checkout. Next is Triumph Chairs. So Triumph Chairs is a gaming chair company specializing in comfort and performance. And use your promo code BRO247 to get 10% off products at ChimesChairs.com. Flinchgaming.com also specializing in custom gaming controllers for Xbox One and PlayStation. Visit clinchgaming.com and use your code ROW247 to get yourself 5% off. And lucky last is player1coffee.com. Use your code ROW247 to get 5% off. Player One Coffee develop coffee recipes for custom talent for gamers, creatives, developers, and just about anyone who enjoys a cup of coffee. All right, El, time to send him home, eh? Yep, hope everyone enjoyed the show. Cheers to you, Tom. Great work yet again to get this all organised. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, I hope everyone who is going through a tough time with all this COVID nonsense, I hope we've been sort of that awesome distraction to get you through this tough time. Uh, yes, hope to see you guys in the next episode. See ya. All right, guys, as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. guys um thanks for sticking around now we're going to go back and listen to a classic tbk moment look at him back and that, forth. that movement that maneuver right there was a move i saw in a gift form that happened on smackdown with uh, otis and big e oh, yeah. some thrusting i can't get into otis i love otis otis is i look yeah. at myself as otis right there yeah. Hey, come on! Yeah, what'd you say? Yeah, Jules, you or me? Yeah, and I was, if, you, it was, <laughs> if he was referring to thinking that he is Otis, I was like, you're not having that. No, I hit you know, You're Big E, your Uncle Daddy, I am Otis. I we should, like we should do it for real and do a real gift. Get Tom, lie down, Tom will do the move to you. No, you could be, yeah. So, you, that's only because you want, you want to be perfection. You want to be... Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am perfection. I am perfection. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. And get daddy a wipe. <laughs> get daddy a wipe. <laughs> well, he's called a pounder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>